The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum to all our listeners and viewers. Welcome to Inspire FM. I'll I'll welcome you all to another exciting and educating edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I'm Fahad Matan, your host for tonight show, and I hope and pray that all of us are fit and healthy by the grace of Almighty Allah. I do pray that we all had a nice and positive week so far and looking forward for a nice and relaxing weekend. This program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on 28th of November 2019. Yes, see, the November is almost gone. Uh, we are about to enter in the last month, which is December, but hey ho, we still a week away. Definitely, uh, we are live from the studios of Inspire FM today on uh, 28th of November 2019 and and casting its positive vibes to all our lovely people in Luton and the surrounding areas of Luton like Dunstable, Harperton, Bedford. And our positive air is reaching all the listeners across the globe and across UK. Uh, If you are listening to us uh, through our Inspire FM app or website... You can also view us directly live via Facebook Live. So all you have to do is just go to Inspire FM webpage and click live link. That's Inspire FM Facebook page, right? So if you're listening in this show on Sunday or any other Thursday other than 28th of November 2019, that means it's repeat. But here we go, today is 28th, so definitely it is live. Um, so, as we all know, we cover different health informative topics. And when we when we talk about different health informative topics, we always create awareness shows. And we we try to give you necessary information and guidance wherever we can and however we can. And this is one of those approaches which we have here, a very good tool, um, a, a vehicle which we normally use to, to provide necessary information to all our listeners and viewers. So I normally start uh, my show with a positive uh, note, on a positive note, definitely. But uh, the topic of the show is something which, when people know about it, is is do get. Um, it's really hard to find those positive vibes. But anyhow, uh, let's start uh, the topic of the show uh, without any further ado. Um, uh, the topic of the show is cancer awareness. Yes, indeed, you have heard me correctly. We are talking about cancer awareness. And whenever we talk about cancer awareness, or whenever somebody say cancer, it automatically creates alarm bell. And people do say, ooh, ouch. Do we survive? Do we not survive? What will happen? What will not happen? So, so many uncertainty attached to this word. Uh, I remember one of my friends, a very good friend of mine, uh, messaged me yesterday that he's been... Uh, he's he's been told by his doctors in hospital that he may have one sort of cancer uh, but they are not 100% sure so he was very worried about it as well so and it is quite quite common i lost my mum unfortunately uh via cancer uh, but then it's part of life cycle and we have to move on and and sometimes all we have to do is just take necessary small steps to look after ourselves but uh, hey ho i'm not the one who's talking all the day and I'm not the one who will be talking about this topic on the day. 
because alhamdulillah alhamdulillah as always i have a very lovely lovely doctor with me uh, in this studio who will supporting us and who will be providing us all the necessary information about cancer and its awareness So joining us in the studio uh, is uh, a very uh, good uh, friend and a very good doctor. Uh, I know her from my workplace, but uh, she is a very good personality as well. And she is none other than Dr. Saheli Chaudhary. Good evening, Doc. Good evening. Hans. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. <laughs> I'm always good, you know me. I always have a smile on you my do, face. You do, you <laughs> do. Regardless of the reasons. <laughs> right, so... Um, if you don't mind, if you can give us a quick intro about yourself, uh, what you do, where you're working, and sure, why cancer sure. is so important for you as well. So, of course. So, I'm I'm a doctor. I've been a doctor for now for 16 years. I've been a GP for um, 12 years. Mashallah. And I work as a GP for three days a week. But on, on my fourth day that I work, I work for the Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group mm-hmm. as a clinical advisor, as their cancer care lead. So we're looking at strategic pathways to make um, patients' journeys through um, from the GP surgery to the hospitals better mm-hmm. using the best evidence base that we have. Um, and I'm very proud to be part of a great team at the Clinical Commissioning Group um, to enable to deliver this. Indeed, indeed. And I must say, your job uh, being a GP is, is rewarding itself Absolutely. because uh, it, it helps people uh, and it makes difference to people, uh, lots and lots of people in their lives, one way or another. And, and, and um, in, in terms of cancer, how did you get involved in, in, in cancer care? Um, so it's a great privilege to be involved with um, people every day, you know, I think. They open their heart and soul up to me and I try my very best to help them. Can't get it right all the time, but I do. Try, I try my very best. Um, my first hospital job um, when I was a very young doctor um, was in oncology and haematology and that has sort of um, inspired me to join the Macmillan GP programme mm-hmm. where the Macmillan GPs are strategically placed around the country to help um, improve cancer pathways for patients. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very lucky to be part of that. And so I've been doing that now for 18 months. Perfect. Let me involve our listeners as well. Let me take their views and their interaction as well. So listeners, if you have any questions or queries regarding our topic today, which is cancer awareness, please, please, please get in touch with us by calling us on 01582481822 I repeat 01582481822 and if you are a shy person like ourselves uh, you you don't have to worry about it you can send your questions via whatsapp uh, or text messages on 0779481822 I repeat 0779481822 Sahili, yes, my friend. Yes, uh, tell us about cancer. What is cancer? So, um, cancer is when abnormal cells divide in an uncontrolled way, and some cancers may eventually spread into other tissues. There are over two hundred different types of cancer, and one in two people now in the UK will get cancer in their lifetime. So, as wow. you mentioned, we'll all be touched by cancer, either personally. Um, or in our families or by people we know um friends and loved ones wow wow that's a big massive stat <laughs> it is a massive stat but then on the positive side of that we're able to um diagnose cancer earlier now um through signs and symptoms and being aware of of those and people are surviving more now with cancer mm-hmm. and we have a um a plan for the future um a cancer survivorship program mm-hmm. um, and people are living um, with their cancer for many years because our um, treatments have changed and um, we are able to intervene and help people mm, indeed and as as time passes and and we are growing into this now new technological world ev- everything is getting better and every single day but 
Whenever we talk about cancer, one of the very awkward things is that why cancer is dangerous and why it is an illness and so forth. And as you mentioned, the stats, which like very, very surprising for me is that one uh, person among two uh, has been touched by cancer either by themselves or by their loved ones is a very strong itself sta statistics. So in, in your opinion, why cancer is so dangerous disease or illness or um, shall we call disease or illness? So not all cancers cause death. I just want to get that across. And mm -hmm. uh, first, it's important to say that um, not all cancers kill you. Over more than 50% of people diagnosed with cancer live for more than five years. And some cancers have survival rates of more than 90%. Wow. Um, so if diagnosed at an early stage, it doesn't kill you. And a lot of effort is being put into the early diagnosis and treatments that are likely to work best um, to help you on, on that journey. And Macmillan have a helpline. They're open 8 till 8 every day of the week. They can help you on that journey as well. Mm -hmm. Not only um, um, is all through the cancer journey, not just at the end of life. Oh, wow. Wow. That is, that is amazing. Let me ping our listeners again. So, listeners... If your life has been touched by this particular disease or illness, uh, either your loved ones or by yourself, uh, or if you have any questions or queries regarding the cancer awareness or cancer itself, please, please, please do get in touch with us by calling us on 0158248182 or you can send your questions by text messages or WhatsApp on 0779481822. I repeat 0779481822. So, Sahili, as you said uh, earlier, that uh, it has touched a bit and it has um, pretty much uh, somebody will be known or we know people around us who will get. And you just mentioned a, another very strong stats, which is like if, been, if it's been uh, diagnosed early, 90% uh, people can survive. So, uh, in terms of uh, prevention, when, when we talk about uh, survival and so we always talk about prevention as well so is there any way we can prevent cancer that's right so there's there's lots of um, things that you can do to help yourself to try to reduce your risk of developing cancer going forward so if you are a smoker please um, seek help and quit so I appreciate that's um, easier said than done um, I did a project at medical school and I understand that um, smoking can be seven times more addictive than heroin. <laughs> so, um, but there are many programmes out there to help you to stop smoking. Um, there's this NHS smoke-free website um, that you can access or call the helpline to find out what will work for you. And if you see your GP or your practice nurse and they can uh, offer you support. Um, there are a range of uh, lots of free services to help you keep you on track. And um, there are apps, there are nicotine replacement products, there are smoking uh, cessation medications, um, there are email and text support programs and apps for smartphones, and there's a smoke-free online community as well. Mm -hmm. So if you can, that's one of the best things to do. If you're a smoker, please, please um, try and make small steps um, to change and to, and to give up. Um, NHS England have said that vaping it, it, to be to um, is a is a step to rid yourself of uh, smoking cigarettes. Um, so if you can use that as a tool as well, um, that, that is okay at the moment. But there is evidence coming from America saying that obviously vaping has its own complications. Mm -hmm. So um, exactly, exactly, and and. Uh, I remember um, in old good old days, uh, people used to uh, put that plastic tube in their mouth, which is like pretty much plastic tube in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just give them the same sensation of having a cigarette uh, in their mouth, and 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 all they are doing is just breathing normally. So, <laughs> so it's such, such a hard habit to quit. So it's just best not to start in the first place, and think about all the money you will save by um, not smoking. Um, so uh, cigarettes are so expensive. Um, Indeed, nowadays that's what I was nowadays. thinking. The, the things are going very uh, differently nowadays. It's like government is helping on both sides. One th on one hand, they're saying do not smoke, but at the same very second side, they're increasing the price of cigarettes, and which is not very visible and not very much available. You're not allowed to smoke or uh, do any such things in inside the house. Even nowadays, uh, it will automatically affect your insurance. So, there are things are making in so many different ways that it it like uh, it it can put. Uh, put 
push people to start giving up smoking i remember one of my one of my mates who's a very hardcore smoker he was in fact he was saying last week that i'm i'm thinking of quitting smoking because it's like hitting my pocket really badly previously it's just like few uh, few quids or few 100 uh, 100 pound or so it's now uh, costing him like almost 300 pounds or something so obviously the government has um healthcare policies to tackle major risk factors for cancer including smoking cessation alcohol reduction helping people with um to reduce their weight obesity is the second risk factor mm-hmm. um for cancer so improving your diet eating a variety of healthy fruits and vegetables um exercising more trying to walk or exercise for 30 minutes um five times a week and then raising our awareness of sun exposure because increasingly we are um the more and more incidence of skin cancers in this country mm-hmm. um because of our a fascination with the sun <laughs> and sunbathing so if you are going to um sunbathe please um wear the necessary sun factor cream so that you don't burn your skin because um sunburn is a is a t- sign that you have damaged your skin already so um use shade bathe or cover up with cotton clothing um keep your keep your skin protected so as you are as you are saying that there are, uh, there's a skin cancer there is a lung cancer there's some other cancers as well so how many types of cancers are there so there are over 400 oh well 200 um cancers and obviously they can affect lung your gut brain skin um so there are many types of cancer breast prostate womb So so basically any part of the body which yeah. we have we can get cancer in that particular part. A- absolutely. And as we are aging um it, those risks increase. But it's all about trying to, you know, do what you can to prevent um developing of cancer. Mm-hmm. So keeping a healthy weight, exercising, enjoying the sun safely, reducing alcohol consumption, drinking less alcohol reduces your risk of cancer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what type of alcohol it is, it can still lead to damage. um cutting down alcohol is good for your health um and then engaging with the relevant vaccination programs so for young women um HPV um vaccination that's been rolled out that reduces the risk of cervical cancer mm-hmm. and then then there are the national screening programs which are offered for breast cervical and bowel prostate um screening is not done um yet because the PSA testing is not um accurate enough but if you're a 50 year old gentleman and you're experiencing urinary symptoms that you're concerned about then you can go and have a chat with your GP and discuss um the value in having a PSA done mm-hmm. um i believe that in Luton that we've What's been What's a PSA? PSA is a prostate specific antigen. Oh right okay. So some marker um sometimes that can be raised in in prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. But um i i believe in Luton that we are have been chosen as a pilot site. across um the country the 14 pilot sites for the new um lung health checks mm-hmm. where um those people who have been smokers for a number of years um will be um audited and found from the GP practice and offered a um screening interview with a nurse and then if they are deemed um high risk then then they'll be have a CT scan mm-hmm. So yes uh, last month Talib uh, Dr Talib Abubakar was in the show and he was mentioning about it as well and I must say uh, we were really surprised to see a big giant uh, lung uh, being displayed right in the middle of Andel Center Yeah Santa. yeah I've seen a picture of that <laughs> it's amazing isn't it so. And and yeah it was it was covered in the national media as well and yeah. I was surprised So the people who will be selected in the areas of will be aged between 55 to 74 with a smoking history they're either a current smoker or next smoker and will be invited to attend a lung health check by their GP mm-hmm. and then the health check will be conducted by a lung specialist nurse and will involve discussion around lung cancer symptoms a breathing test spirometry and smoking cessation advice as appropriate Mm-hmm. And then the results of this will then be used to calculate a person's individual lung cancer risk and anyone who's found to be at high risk of lung cancer will be invited to have a low dose CT scan. Mm. So they're they're going to be portable CT scanners and we're just trying to find out the locations of where they will be um set up mm-hmm. in the area. 
Wow, wow. Mm. Exciting times. It is indeed. It is indeed. And proactive. it's like a proactive uh, approach to uh, to diagnose to people and make sure that they 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 will able to survive a bit more than the normal one. That's right. I must say wow, that is that is quite powerful. Uh on that note, let me uh, ping our listeners as well. Let's see if anybody wants to join us. Listeners. If you have any questions or queries regarding our topic, you can call us in the studio uh, by calling on 01582481822 or you can text us or WhatsApp us your questions, your views uh, or you can send a message on our Facebook live post. Uh, all you have to do if you want to send a text message or WhatsApp, just type, just send it on 0779481822. I repeat 0779481822 or you can definitely uh, send message on our Facebook live post. <coughs> So, uh, Saheli, um, now when we when we talk about uh, cancer, one of the common thing uh, which we normally say, is, as you have mentioned in the very beginning of the show, that not all cancers is dangerous. So let's talk about the dangerous one. Mm-hmm. So, which are the most dangerous cancers, and uh, which are the which least dangerous? Okay, so. Um, I put you on a very tight spot, yeah, didn't I? That, that's difficult because it depends when the cancer's found. And the earlier we find it, um, the, the more chance that we have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So it's important to know your own body well and to tell your GP if you've noticed a change which isn't normal for you. So anyone can develop cancer, even children. So if you are worried and they're having unusual symptoms and they're persisting and not going away, um, then... Um, you need to be checked out but the symptoms that are, are, con- are of concern are more common as we get older the so most cases of cancer are in people aged 50 or over however if you feel that like you're um, experiencing I'm going to list now a long list of, of symptoms mm-hmm. um, that can be of concern so breathlessness persistent cough for over four weeks coughing up blood mouth ulcers that don't heal after three weeks a croaky or hoarse voice for over six weeks Pain or swallowing or food sticking when swallowing or choking. Unintentional weight loss. Drenching night sweats. Bloating. Changing bowel habits. Looser stools for many weeks. Blood that you can see in your poo. Blood that you can see in your wee. New or changing moles that are itching, bleeding, growing in size, odd in shape and colour. Unusual pain, lump or swelling that is persisting. Sore skin that won't heal um, properly. And then, or irregular vaginal bleeding, bleeding or spotting in between periods, um, or um, breast lumps can all be symptoms of um, of, of a cancer. So, if you are mm. worried and you're having persistent symptoms that don't um, go away after four weeks, then please see your GP. Mm-hmm. And in, in your opinion, which way um, in among those? Are these all pretty much same kind of a weight in terms of if you have any one of them, uh, is it is dangerous or not dangerous or? So it it depends obviously in each body region, um, the symptom um, and how it expresses, and um, so that would warrant further investigation. Mm-hmm. So I've run the whole list of uh, of the, the common red flag symptoms that we call them mm-hmm. that we uh, uh, would alarm ring, ring alarm bells for a, a doctor and would mm. you would want to explore them more and do further tests okay so uh pretty much uh anything which you find like this uh, go and speak to your gp and get the necessary help which you definitely deserve yeah. isn't it so in terms of uh, when a patient walk into the gp surgery you being a gp and uh, all of a sudden you see something like that right flag how hard is that conversation to a person? So I think some people um, have an inkling that there is something wrong and that's why they've come to see you. So it's trying to address that fear and to ex- you know explore their ideas mm-hmm. and their concerns and the and, and effects upon them, whether they have a family history of um, cancer in the family. So sometimes um, having a genetic risk can in- increase your risk of, of having a cancer. Mm-hmm. So it's important to explore that history and then uh, order the necessary tests. So, um, yeah, 
and there is a national program called the two-week rule referral program mm -hmm. so anything that um, after testing and investigations mm -hmm. if that's brought up then the GP is able to um, rapidly refer you into the system to have tests to exclude cancer. All right. So uh, this is very important because that's something it which pa is. patients do get worried very quickly. Because when um, uh, one of my friends who been to GP and he, uh, because he knows I work in the health sector, so he came back to me and says, oh, I've, I've been asked by the GP to go and see the hospital. Uh, he think I have cancer. I do not know what to do. Okay. So um, it's it's important to, um, to be fast-tracked into that service. It's there to exclude cancer. It's very important that you attend that appointment and you do not rearrange it or do not um, miss um, that appointment. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not, it shouldn't be a frightening experience. Um, obviously, it's anxiety-provoking. Obviously, you can take a family friend with you or your relative with you for support. There are m multiple sources of, of, of support on Cancer Research UK and the Macmillan websites to help you um, to be prepared for that appointment as well. Um, so that, and then you can write down any questions that you have so that your specialist um, can discuss that with you and your um, family member or friend mm -hmm. when you attend that appointment. I have now so many questions regarding two-week rule, but anyhow, unfortunately, <laughs> or shall I say fortunately, wow, the time has passed so quickly <laughs> in many different ways. And, and we are about to go for a quick uh, short break. So when we come back from break, we will definitely continue our conversation from this angle and we will want to ask more a bit uh, about cancer. So stay tuned. Uh, we will be right back after these short messages. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz and you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum and good evening to all our listeners and viewers. <coughs> Welcome back to the Health and Fitness Show. I'm Fahad Matan, your host for the evening and today's show. And today we are talking about cancer awareness. Yes, indeed. We are talking about cancer awareness uh, with our lovely guest, Dr. Uh, Saheli Chaudhry from Bedfordshire CCG uh, uh, and, and this program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on 28th of November 2019 and casting its positive vibes to all our lovely people in Luton and uh, surrounding areas of Luton like uh, Dunstable Harpenden and Bedford and definitely our airwaves are all across online as well so if you're listening us online uh, using either Facebook website or web app, uh, you can definitely uh, tune in. Or if you are, um, you can download uh, through all the uh, app stores uh, like uh, iTunes and so forth as well. Our shows um, and Spotify definitely. There's a whole list of uh, apps which you can through <laughs> download our show. Uh, also, you can watch us live uh, on Facebook Live. Uh, so all you have to do is just go onto your Facebook account and type Inspire FM Facebook and see the Inspire FM Facebook page and click the live link and you can see us live as well. So as I said, we are talking about cancer awareness and before we went on break, uh, we were talking about the two-week rule uh, with uh, Dr. Saheli. So uh, let me welcome our lovely doctor. Doctor, 
Hello. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. And how so far? It's, it's your it's your uh, debut show in any any radio station, right? So it's fun. This is fun. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. That's it's good. It's nice to send a posi- posi- positive message out to the, the the local community. Definitely, it's so important. Such an important topic to talk about. Indeed, and and sometimes, uh, as I said earlier, sometimes these little informations uh, do give a, a bit kind of a, a calming factor or satisfactory factors to the people uh, who are who do not know what to do or how to react sometimes because if like for example just before we went on break you were talking about the two week rule and and there are times when um, you've been called to the doctors because you you get the blood test done you know something is not right about your health and the doctors just says look uh, i'm sending you um, referring you to the hospital to uh, regarding these uh, cancer tests and the only the only sound at the time come to the patient is is cancer and that's it and they switch off isn't it so it's important to get over that i agree that sometimes it can be very overwhelming and the patient can be upset and can cause anxiety but those referrals are there to exclude cancer and the conversion of those referrals is very low only around seven percent so we are we are referring much more people into the system so that we can catch it early that's the whole point of having the two-week rule referral forms mm-hmm. um, which are inspired by nice guidance mm-hmm. Indeed, and 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 that definitely help a lot. But then, second thing which people uh, which help a lot to different people is the screenings, Absolutely. Uh, cancer screenings. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, I know. How, so, how many types of cancer screenings are there nationally, and and what is the importance of those cancer screenings? So, um, in the UK, we're very lucky um, to be part of three major national screening programs. So, that's for breast cervical screening and bowel screening so it's important that if you are invited for these um, um, programs to attend your appointment mm-hmm. and not to be afraid um, I, I, I appreciate the, that the cervical screening rates have been going down over recent years but it's very important that you if you're called for your three yearly screening um, smear test than to to attend for that but with the introduction of the hpv vaccine we are we'll hope that the um incidence of cervical cancer will decrease Mm -hmm. but still very important to attend your cervical smear Mm -hmm. and we do this all the time as well so um it's nothing to be embarrassed about, nothing to be shy about. There is the Joe's Cervical Trust on, online that you can read about. Um, they're raising the awareness of cervical cancer screening. And, and it shows you what to expect from your consultation. So um, it, there's a lot of resources out there to reassure you. Okay. So in terms of, um, as you just mentioned, about um, three major cancer screening, yeah. which is... Uh, Breast, Breast, cervical, and cervical bowel. And bowel. So, among those three, what, uh, why these cancer screenings came in play? Um, so that's led by Public Health England. Mm-hmm. It's just that that if we can identify these cancers earlier, we can do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, on NHS website, you can find the details for the breast screening program. Mm-hmm. Um, the people are offered a, a mammogram, usually over the age of um, 50. Mm-hmm. So um, it's Im- uh, important. Um, I, I do believe that they're uh, going to extend, hopefully, the um, breast screening program to from 47 to 73. If you have a um, high instance of... First degree relatives like your mother, your sister who are affected by breast cancer, then you can be screened earlier or your genetic, um, you can be referred to a genetic service mm-hmm. to determine how high your risk of, of, of breast cancer is. Mm-hmm. Um, normally you'll be invited for screening within three years of your 50th birthday at the current at the current time, although in some areas you'll be invited from the age of 47 as part of the age extension trial. Um, you're you, as we said, if you have a high risk of developing cancer, you may be invited to the breast screening cancer program before the age of 50. Um, you are invited routinely then every three years up until your 71st birthday. Um, so if you're over 71, you will stop receiving screening invitations. However, if you're still el- eligible for screening, you can arrange an appointment directly with your local breast screening unit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to 
inform your GP if there's a family history of breast cancer and um, if you feel that you have an increased risk of breast cancer because there is a member um, of the family, male or female, who has had breast cancer or ovarian cancer, um, then it's important to tell your GP so you can be referred to the hospital um, and to be assessed p- p- by the genetics um, screening team. And I'm, I must say, one of the very misconceptions uh, which are available outside is that uh, breast cancer is for women's only, which I presume no, is not correct. That's not correct. So, yes, men can have breast cancer. It's very rare, but if there was a persistent lump um, in your breast tissue as a man, you still need to have that checked out. Mm-hmm. And in, in terms of the remaining two, so you said uh, breast cancer, prostate cancer and cervical cancer. So p- prostate cancer is very much associated with men. Yeah, so that's, there is no national screening program for prostate. Oh, sorry, my mistake. So if you are concerned about prostate cancer um, and a first degree relative have ha- has had prostate cancer and you're experiencing urinary symptoms, you're having difficulty passing um, urine, um, or going more often at night, um, they call it the lower urinary tract symptoms, then you need to be going to see be seen by your GP mm-hmm. to be assessed. But there is no national screening programme yet for prostate cancer because the prostate-specific antigen is not specific enough mm-hmm. for, to, for them to roll that out. But if you're over 50 and you're concerned, you can go and have a um, talk with your doctor um, to discuss the pros and cons of undergoing that test. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me introduce our listeners as well. Listeners, <coughs> if you have any questions or queries regarding our topic today, uh, which is uh, cancer awareness, uh, please, please, please give, get in touch with us by calling us on 01582481822 or you can send your questions via text messages or WhatsApp on 0779. 481822 I repeat 0779 481822 or you can go online and and write your questions online as well so in terms of uh, the cancer screenings uh, the cervical cancer is the uh, screening uh, which is cervical cytology also known as is yep. the is the one which has been uh, offered to uh, women women's from over 25 from the younger stage which is 25 <coughs> or the yeah. uh, uh, Every th- every three years, um, so till the age of uh, fifty five, mm-hmm. and then it's it's d- it's done every five years after that. All right, okay. So um, does it help? Uh, of course, it, uh, it's there to to pick up the changes. It's very common to have um, smear changes. Um, so one in four smears te- will be abnormal, but this is Im- that this is important to be to um, determine them early. Mm-hmm. So, um, so all women with with uh, with a cervix. So if you've had a hysterectomy and had your cervix removed, you don't need to have a smear. But women, all women um, aged 25 to 64 will be invited by letter. Um, it's, it's a screening appointment of, of a small sample of your cells will be taken from the cervix. The sample is tested for changes to the cells of your cervix. Um, and then finding abnormal changes mean that they can be monitored or treated so that you do not, in turn, uh, it leads to cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. So by attending for your test, hopefully we'll pick it up any uh, discrepancy early because it's caused by the human papilloma virus, which is very common. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple strains of this um, that can affect the cells of the cervix. That if it's picked up um, more readily and easily, if you attend for your regular smear, then we can do something about it and mm-hmm. intervene. Usually you'll get your results by letter within two weeks. Um, I would implore all women not to put off their cervical screening. It's one of the best ways to protect yourself and to look after your own body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, in terms of... What is the opinion of the people who uh, who you normally send for cancer screening? Is it good, bad, evil, not so good? Um, so it depends. Um, I I think people have uh, are sometimes apprehensive about going for their smear testing. Uh, I just want to clarify the age group. Sorry. So it's un, um, over. 25 to 49 is every three years, 50 to 64 is every five years, mm-hmm. 65 or older, it's only if you, one of your last three tests was abnormal. All this information is on the NHS website, um, that's www.nhs.uk, mm-hmm. to, to, to help you um, learn a bit more about the national screening programmes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Okay. So, uh, in in terms of uh, when we talk about people, uh, especially patients who uh, need to go and get the regular test done. Yeah. So, what is your personal message to them? So, don't put it off. Um, and but if you are worried about the symptoms of cervical cancer, such as bleeding in between periods, during or after intercourse, or if you have been through the menopause, or you have an offensive vaginal discharge that you're concerned about, do not wait for your next smear test. Go and be seen by the doctor, mm-hmm. and, and and discuss it with with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, um, on the first half, you did mention when we started that show earlier, uh, you mentioned about the Luton cancer, uh, lung cancer uh, program. And I yeah. uh, I remember Do- uh, Dr. Talibur Bakker when he came here last month. Yeah. He also mentioned about this program. Yeah. So do you like to put some light on that? So it's great. It's a great program. Um, so 14 sites have been invested in to target, have targeted lung health checks across England to improve the detection of lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Another respiratory d- disease will be picked up on spirometry. Um, it is presumed so. Um, we, we are hoping if this goes well that this will be rolled out across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but if your lung cancer is diagnosed early, there will better survival um, rate um, because unfortunately some often lung cancer is um, left um, so if you ever, ever have a persistent cough that's not settled after four weeks or if you're coughing up blood please don't ignore it um, please seek help and and be checked over so a simple um, visit to the doctors could save your life I would employ to try and stop smoking you know, your pack history. We say if you have smoked 20 cigarettes a, a day for a year, that's one pack here. But the more years you smoke, the more damage you're doing to your lungs. So it, it's it's um, amazing how the lungs are able to um, resurrect themselves or recover if you stop smoking. So you'll if you've smoked for like over 25 years, so it's n- n- never going to come back to normal but you're giving yourself a better chance um to have a better lung health mm-hmm. i remember uh, uh, one of the previous shows which i have done with uh, one of the gps uh, including dr abubakar as well mm-hmm. they mentioned about the lungs uh, the health of the lung is uh, almost uh, more than the la- la- age of the humans uh, and they sometimes uh, and the age of the lungs normally been check tested using these parametric things and so yeah. forth yeah so um when we, we talk about uh, lungs and lung cancer so why some of the lung cancers as some of the cancers like lung cancer are more dangerous than others they're not necessarily more dangerous it's just harder to possibly to um fight to d- diagnose so maybe people um, would just ignore their shortness of breath or they would ignore their, their if they were coughing up blood or if they were coughing incessantly for a long period of time, they would just maybe just put it down to a smoker's cough <laughs> and, and, and be flippant about it and ignore it. But unfortunately, people are frightened. They don't want to, maybe they, that's maybe stopping them to seek help. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, we see this every day. It's common for us to deal with. Don't be frightened. We're, we're here to help you. Um, and support you. Mm-hmm. So if you're concerned about something, please come come forward. So when we talk about the cancer who is dangerous cancer among them, which have a lowest, uh, um, so it it changes between the timings and so forth. So l- lung is not among the among those, or there could be. Um, it depends at what stage it's diagnosed at. Mm-hmm. Lung cancer is very common and. Um, Sadly, it's often um, diagnosed late. So then, then there's, there's a if it's diagnosed late, then there's less that we can do to intervene. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So in terms of the prevention type, uh, other than stop smoking, so people who are not smokers yeah. will will do they end up having lung cancers as well? So anybody can have um, can develop lung cancer. Um, so, like I said before, it's important to have a healthy lifestyle and to exercise regularly, eat healthily, um, have 30 minutes of exercise a day, um, try and avoid um, direct sunlight. Um, and uh, all this information is on the CRUK website, Macmillan website and the NHS um, website 
to help yourself to stay in the best um, physical health that you can um, be in. Mm -hmm. uh, you did mention about the uh, overweight and excess weight and obesity can cause cancer. Yeah. How come? So, so f f fat is like an active cell in the body and it, it, being overweight can increase your risk of like 13 types of cancer. So trying to reduce weight um, reduces that risk of ex being exposed to those fat cells. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's important if you can to modify your diet, eat healthily. There's lots of um, advice and information about nutrition on the NHS website and how little tips to um, exercise more and incorporate it into your daily routine on a regular basis mm -hmm. to make a difference to, to your to your life. Mm -hmm. And I was I was looking at uh, earlier during our work hours, uh, I was looking at some of the stats from the uh, obesity side uh, and I, I was completely wowed when I saw the stats uh, shared by Sanita earlier. And and, and and to be honest, I, it's really hard for me to understand and, and express because according to that stats, uh, uh, the percentage of adults who are 18 plus uh, and can consider as overweight and obese, mm. the percentages are around 60%, uh, yeah. 55 to 60% in Luton, yeah. which is like massive. It's, it's like yeah. half of the population is and the uh, more than half is already above the line of obese or overweight. So it is it is difficult and we, you know people are busy but it's trying to incorporate exercise that you will enjoy and do on a regular basis that to keep you healthy to keep your lung and heart health um better um try and reduce your risk of diabetes try and risk, reduce the risk of heart disease so it's not only cancer that, you know that's caused that's affected by being obese it's all it's all the major um morbidities uh, such as heart disease and mm -hmm. um, diabetes because I, I remember um, when we talk about cancer survivors as well uh, in my past shows one of uh, and one of the shows I have uh, or in fact a couple of times I had uh, cancer survivors who, who have gone through that journey yes. and survive um yeah. uh, and, and 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 which is more common which is really now more common yeah and i remember one of the guests uh, she uh, was saying that she was diagnosed breast cancer 12 years ago uh, 13 years ago yeah. and she's still um normal and there's wonderful. nothing there and wonderful everything treatment. is uh, working. brilliant story yeah yeah that's great working better uh, and there's one lady who says almost 20 years so yeah the the, the sad sometimes work so much in in a better side and Absolutely. and you see these people and then there are some people who unfortunately diagnose so late and yeah so i have my friend today he told me that he's been he's celebrating his 10th year anniversary of being free from his cancer mm -hmm. after having surgery so he he's very happy so, you know, it is, you can live with your cancer and people are surviving cancer more and more these days. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, definitely, definitely. So uh, in terms of uh, when we talk about, uh, when we talk about uh, cancer in the general terms, um, what do you reckon uh, tips uh, on uh, reduce the cancer risk? Uh, if, if I ask you, give a quick tips on how to reduce cancer, what uh, quick tips you can give us? Because so, we are in a very quick world and people just want every single thing in. So um, Harvard have published, in the American Cancer Society, have developed a simple reminder, so which is uh, the mnemonic caution. So C for changing bowel habit or bladder habits, um, a, a sore that does not heal, U, unusual bleeding or discharge, T, thickening or lump of the breast or elsewhere, I, indigestion or difficulty in swallowing, O, obvious change in a, in a, a mole, or N, um, nagging cough or hoarseness. So that's like a um, quick like reminder of how what um, we can look out for. So and the, then this is the acronym of? Caution. Ah, okay. And then, um, so I say so that... So if you don't mind, can I ask you to repeat it? So yeah. uh, c uh, when we say caution, so how do you spell it? C-A-U-T-I-O-N. So C stands for? Changing bowel habit or bladder habits. And um, second one? A, saw that does not heal. Mm -hmm. U, unusual bleeding or discharge. Mm -hmm. T, thickening or lump in the breast or elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I, indigestion or difficulty in swallowing. Mm -hmm. O, obvious change in a mole. Mm -hmm. And then N, nagging cough or hoarseness. 
but my 10 top tips for mm-hmm. um, reducing your risk of cancer going forward so is to avoid a tobacco in all its forms mm-hmm. including exposure to secondhand smoke um, to protect your f- uh, from from um, cancer for yourself and your family um, eat properly reduce your consumption of saturated fat and red meat increase the risk of colon cancer and um, to increase your consumption of fruits vegetables and whole grains exercise regularly physical activity has been linked to reduction in risk of colon cancer um, exercise also appears to reduce the risk of um, breast cancer mm-hmm. and possibly ovarian and reproductive cancers um, exercise will help to prevent, protect you against diabetes, heart disease, um, heart attack, stroke. Um, also, um, stay lean. Obesity increases the risk of many forms of cancer. Count calories or join a slimming club. Um, if you choose to drink alcohol, limit yourself to an average of one drink a day. The government recommends no more than 14 units for both men and women per week. Um, it's with two days of abstinence consecutively so that your liver can regenerate. Excess, so, sorry. So you do not have an open house to go and drink as many times as you like? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm allergic to alcohol. Oh, perfect. Yes. I have not touched <laughs> or smell or taste alcohol in my life. So, yeah. So excess alcohol increases the risk of cancers of the mouth, larynx, esophagus, liver and colon. And it also increases a woman's risk of breast cancer. Um, so also it says... Oh, to avoid an accessory exposure to radiation mm-hmm. um, try and only to have imaging when you need it and not over not overly expose yourself Expo- avoid exposure to industrial and environmental toxins mm-hmm. such as asbestos mm-hmm. um, fibers benzene aromatic amines um, and then avoid infections that contribute to cancer mm-hmm. including hepatitis viruses and HPV um, and HIV um, that can be transmitted sexually or through contaminated needles. Make sure you have a good good sleep. There's evidence linking sleep to cancer. But it's not very strong, mm-hmm. but poor and infi- insufficient sleep can increase um, um, weight gain, which is a risk factor for cancer, as we've mentioned. Indeed, indeed. And on that note, I must say, wow, the time has completed. Unfortunately, the time has passed so quickly and we have almost finished our show. Um, oh. as, as we are on the very last second... Let me firstly extend my uh, thanks to you for coming and and expressing and and sharing your wise wisdom with all our listeners uh, and especially for me. There are a few things which I've never known. So thank you so much for thank coming. Thank you. To. And I hope this is not the last time we have seen you and you will be here again and I'd, not so nervous again. I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Doctor, for being part of the show. And and that's all. Uh, that's all for our uh, show today, guys. So if you have any questions or queries, you can always send it to the studio, um, and and uh, which can reach to us. Uh, definitely, your comments are very very important for us to uh, improve our shows. And uh, next week uh, we will uh, be doing a show on menopause, which is uh, done by my uh, friend Suleiman. Until next week, uh, I'm your host Fahad Martin, saying Assalamualaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton.